Talk Dodgers Podcast. What happens in Vegas? With time. What happens in Vegas? First down, touchdown, Super Bowl. Vegas, he's Cincinnati Street, Red is too cold. Cardinal Waller, it can't be stopped. Jacobs with the rock. O line hit the blocks. Offense off the chain. Defense is ready. Bay the nation, one goal, just win bait. What happens in Vegas? What happens in Vegas? Welcome, welcome, welcome to the What Happens in Vegas podcast. I am your host, Neil Maligno. I appreciate you for joining me as always. As always, the Raiders are coming off some disappointing losses, especially last week's beatdown by the Kansas City Chiefs, 41 to 14. I know a lot of the fan base and Raider Nation feels negative right now, very pessimistic about the outlook and the future of this team this season, whether they're going to be playoff bound, whether you know, Derek Carr is really the MVP they thought he was early in the season, whether the storylines of John Gruden no longer being the head coach of the team and the Raiders losing their first round draft pick and rising wide receiver one and Henry Ruggs. Uh, will these things bury the Las Vegas Raiders chances at a playoff cha- at hopes that they've had this year? Um, we will find out. The only thing that will tell us that is time. Time is what is going to show us and reveal what is truly uh, in front of us here as Raider fans, but the Raiders, even with these losses, even with, you know, all these bad things happening, even being five and four with a two game losing streak, they are five and four. They are tied for second in the AFC West. The chiefs are leading the division at six and four. So uh, things are very much alive. Things are very much still real for every team in the division. Um, that's the craziest part about this. Um, the 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 difference is the Chiefs are on a three game winning streak, and every other team has lost or one or two games in a row here at this point. Um, so it's looking more and more like the Chiefs are gonna, you know, stay at the top. But we'll see. This can play out so many different ways. Um, the, the the for sure obvious thing is that the Chiefs, Chargers, and Raiders are really good football teams. Generally speaking, they have really good quarterbacks. Um, their defenses are pretty good and can keep them in games. And, you know, the Broncos aren't bad either. <laughs> they really aren't. So um, this division is going to be competitive all the way throughout. It will uh, come down to the end, I believe. As I've said, week over week, I don't believe any team in this division is just going to run away clear into the playoffs as the, you know, dominant team of the AFC West. I don't think that's going to happen. So, um I'm not going to sit here and harp too much on what happened against the Chiefs. We all know it was terrible. It got out of hand. Uh, Patrick Mahomes was scoring left and right, and the the Raiders didn't respond. What do you want to hang that on? Do you want to hang it on the loss of the head coach? Do you want to hang it on the new interim head coach and and his abilities at this point as a leader and, and a play caller of the team? I mean, he's not even play calling. Um, do you want to blame it on the lack of a wide receiver one and a speed in the, in the offense that opens up the rest of the offense for everybody? Do you want to blame it on Darren Waller, not getting enough targets and and being force fed the ball? Like he has been in the past, or how about the running game, which was absolutely non-existent, but that was in a blowout. So do you really want to blame it on the running game? There's so many ways, um, to, you know, place blame and it's really a little bit of everything. It's not really just one thing that's, you know, causing this issue. 
in the game. Derek Carr had over 250 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Like I said, the running game was non-existent. And when I say that, it's not a stretch of imagination. It is literal. Um, and Brian Edwards, Hunter Renfro both had touchdowns, pretty good games, especially from Edwards, you know. Um, but overall, again, targets. Darren Waller's just not getting enough production. And everybody else is just, you know, Deshaun Jackson had a big catch. And then he fumbled the ball, you know, which just sucked overall. Um, but he potentially showed a little glimpse of what he can do in this offense. We'll see if it carries over and continues. You know, in that Henry Ruggs type, you know, playmaker opening the offense up for everybody else. We'll see. We'll, we, 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 we will see. In front of us is the Cincinnati Bengals this week. Um, big game because if the Raiders lose this game, they go to five and five. And I mean, every game going forward is a big game, honestly, for the Raiders. I mean, and both teams are five and four, actually, Bengals and uh, the Raiders. So, you know, both teams are going to feel that that pressure of how important this game is. Neither team is out of it already and, you know, had lost hope and that kind of stuff. So overall, important game for both teams. So they're going to bring their A game. Uh, looks like um, overall the Bengals are pretty healthy. Most of their players are going to be there. Um, there are some guys who are, you know, a little limited and, and whatnot, but nothing major. Uh, the Raiders, on the other hand, look like they will have some players out. Uh, they've been kind of, some guys have been limited through practices. Some guys have finally gone full practice, but you know, we lost in gold. We know about that, uh, which is gonna be major for this team. And, and it sounds funny, maybe to other teams that a fullback is such an important, you know, uh, factor to the Raiders, but he is, he plays great on offense. He does great special teams. He uh, is a leader of this offense and of this team and a passionate guy and gets his, gets, gets these guys going. So to lose that definitely matters. Uh, Josh Jacobs is a little beat up, but I think he's going to be good to go. Um, I'm, I'm hoping so uh, because they're going to need everything they can out of him. And the other name was uh face on Brandon face on in the cornerback. He went, uh, I believe he went full, practice on Wednesday or Thursday. Um, so but I, I'm kind of hoping he plays. If he doesn't play, it's, I think it's an issue um, because he has played really well for the Raiders up until this point, and surprisingly, right, because we didn't expect that when they signed him. So I, I, he's been a pretty big part of the defense, honestly. He really has. And it would be unfortunate if the Raiders do not have him. Um, but it's been kind of up and down for him. So we'll see, you know, where, where it plays out at, where it lands at in the end. I do want to mention that Ian Rappaport said the Raiders are signing former Jaguars and Chargers wide receiver Tyron Johnson uh, to their practice squad with a chance to get called up quickly. Uh, according to uh, Raiders Wire, he signed into the Raiders practice squad. Um, he was an undrafted free agent at Oklahoma State, weighed by the Chargers prior to the start of this season and was claimed by the Jaguars. Um, he didn't nearly have the impact he needed in Jacksonville as he did in uh, Los Angeles to start his career. Um, so he was released. He is a six foot one, 183 pound receiver, ran a 4.36 40 yard dash at his pro day. So this is a guy with some speed. I mean, that's obviously right. Losing rugs. We need this. We need this. And it's not something easy to replicate, to replace. But we did see a guy like Aguilar do it last year in this offense. And coming into the season, he wasn't considered this, you know, major. Um, addition. So it's not, you know, really crazy to believe that a guy can be added like Tyron Johnson or Deshaun Jackson and make an impact, you know, worthy of acknowledgement. 
I'm not going to ignore anything like this at this point. Something like this could could be big news. We'll see how it plays out. Again, it's good to see that the Raiders are just making moves. They're staying active. They're not just, you know, sitting on their hands and just, oh, here we go. We're just we're just going to continue this, you know, this path forward and just ignore the fact that we need a lot of stuff right now to continue this role. I mean, that's why, you know, I was kind of campaigning for OBJ earlier because I was like, hey, listen, every little player counts. I know he hasn't done well. I know he hasn't looked good. I know that he didn't have a first good game in, you know, Los Angeles, but still, I just, it was more, less about the player and more about the want to just keep adding guys uh, and, and see what what works and what fits. Uh, because if this team plans on turning it around, it's going to need not just good coaching and good play calling, but good players. And, you know, I'm never one to shy away from the team continually making moves uh, in order to do that. So we'll see. You know, we'll see how that plays out in terms of that. The Bengals are an interesting matchup um, for the Raiders. It's going to be, it's going to be a, you know, a game. I, I said last week that the Chiefs game was one that was going to say a lot about how the, how the Raiders respond, you know, moving forward. And it didn't play well. It didn't, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't go in my favor. Right. So, um, that was not a good sign, but again, I'm not staying negative. I'm going to say positive here. Um, as Raiders.com points out, we have some interesting matchups here against Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase. Um, it's going to be interesting to see if the Raiders can can slow him down. He's a super talented uh, rookie on the Bengals. Colton Miller versus Trey Hendrickson, they say, is another um, you know another interesting matchup. One of the key matchups. Hendrickson is, was second in the league in sacks last season. Um, and he's proved that it wasn't a fluke, it says here. He's racked up eight and a half through nine games in Cincinnati. Um, our kicker versus their kicker. Obviously, Daniel Carson, he can't be out here missing kicks, bro. He can't be. The big thing for me with the kicks and the extra points, all these kind of things, people say, oh, it's no big deal. It's just one point, three points, whatever. For me, it's more like a momentum you know, thing. And especially if we have a head coach here who, who's going to prefer that when we get in the red zone to constantly kick field goals, you can't be missing them. You just can't because if you're not going to go for it and tell the team, hey, I believe in you uh, to go for these fourth downs and we're going to kick it instead, the kicker can't miss it because then if you miss it, it's demoralizing in two fashions because you said you don't trust this offense to go for it on fourth and then you want the points that you claim are easy and they weren't easy because Daniel Carson misses it. It's a backbreaker in my opinion. So uh, Daniel Carson has to hit all these kicks if, if Masaccia is going to keep going to him. You know, if he's going to keep making every single red zone visit on fourth down, put it in Daniel Carson's hands, then we need him to not miss it. Uh, you know, we'll we'll see how that plays out. But interesting matchups for sure. Carver's Burrow. Um, Burrow is kind of this guy who's been up and down as well in terms of how people looked at him. And so, you know, last time we played the Bengals, we did really well. <laughs> um Max Crosby had a ton of sacks. It was it was a you know beautiful defensive effort in that sense. Um, so I would love a repeat of that, right? Like I would love to see that play out again that way. Uh, that was in what was that two thousand and nineteen, I believe. Um, yeah, two two years two seasons ago. Um, the Raiders won. It wasn't like this, you know, high off, you know, offensive game. It wasn't like this high scoring game, um, but the defense held them to ten points. So, 
hey, listen, if you can hold the team's offense to 10 points, I'm here for it every day of the week. I'm here for that all day long. But I do remember that, you know, Max was getting out there, you know, four sacks in the game. Um, it was just, you know, overall, it was a, it was a good game. You know, when you, when you, like I said, when you hold the team to 10 points, it's a positive. So um, if the defense can perform like last time, the offense can perform that way, but better. Um, this could be a good game. This is a winnable game for sure. Um, so going into this game, I don't feel like, hey, Raiders are about to go three and three because they're about, to, I mean, oh, and three. They're on a three game losing streak because they're playing the Bengals. You know, they can't beat these guys. They're not good enough. I ain't hearing that at all. This is totally a winnable game. 100%. There's, this is not one of those games like the Chiefs game was like, you know, tough. And then, and then you got the Cowboys coming up after the Chiefs. I mean, after the Bengals. So if you lose to the Bengals here and you drop your team's record to five and five and then to come off of that and go into Thursday night football against the Cowboys, the Cowboys of Dallas who are first in the NFC East, uh, that can get ugly quick. That can get ugly really, really fast. Um, I, you know, this might this might be the most two important games um, back to back for the Raiders on how this season is going to play out now at this point, because you lost to the Giants. You got smacked by the Chiefs. You're going to play the Bengals. If you lose to the Bengals, you're five and five. Then you go to the seven and two or at that point, probably eight and two Cowboys. Um, and there's a possibility you drop to five and six. At that point, it's, you know, less positive less hopeful, less fruitful uh, future for the team. So let's get this win, Raiders. This is an important one. This is an important game to win uh, because, again, if you don't, the team, the fans are going to turn on you, and the fans are going to turn on Basaccia and on um, the entire organization as a whole and Mike Mayock and, and how this thing is going forward. And I, don't, I just don't want to see that happen. I don't want to see that happen. I want to be able to stay positive about this, guys. I want us to stay positive. <laughs> I do not want this to go left so fast. Um, and I know, like, you know, Derek Carr does this thing where he's like, this is a different team. We're going to be able to respond to this. And this is a different team. It's not like last year. It's not like the year before. We're a different team. And um, I believe him. I believe him. But I also believe that it doesn't really mean anything. I also know it doesn't really mean much. Um because it's, uh, you know, you could be a different team and you could be a better team and still the adversity that you're trying to overcome and all the, and, and the, and, and what you're facing may just be too much. But if we just look at the, if we just look at the rest of the schedule for this year, Bengals this week, Cowboys, Washington football team, Chiefs again, Cleveland, Broncos, Colts, Chargers. It's not that easy. That's a difficult path. That's a difficult path, and you don't want to put yourself, you know, really far behind right now. Because while I say the division is easy, is it's not easy to win, but it's wide open. Uh, a couple of losses here, and I, I don't think the Chiefs are going to continue to drop uh, wins. I don't think the Chargers are going to continue to drop a bunch of wins. So. The fact that this race is even tighter, as tight as it is, makes it even more important because um, you still play the Chiefs and the Chargers one time each still going forward. So those games are going to be obviously super significant, but they'll matter even less 
if the three games before the Chiefs don't go the way you hope with W's. Um, the game against the Chargers could be not a matter at all <laughs> if you don't stack up a majority of wins here the rest of the season. So it's it's a lot. This is the turning point. This is that the critical moment um, for the Raiders. And this is going to be what it really comes down to. This these this week and next week, um, you know, we'll kind of have an idea of which way this is going to go. You know, left or right, playoffs or no playoffs. And if there's no playoffs for the Raiders, it can get really, really ugly. Um, you know, just from a, a fan standpoint, and you know, just for a, a um. Not, I don't want to say not motivation, but like from from a outlook for a positive outlook. If we lose these next few games, these next couple games, fans are gonna be really bummed. And we came into this really high, right? Like the team started off on a little tear, things were looking good, record was five and two, and then this would be the third year in a row. If this team collapses, the third season in a row where the team starts off with a good winning record and then falls apart. That's just, I think it's unacceptable. It's unacceptable. So the Raiders have to win. And they need to they need to make this team a playoff team. Uh, and if they don't, anything less will be super unfortunate and unacceptable. And you can also guarantee that no matter how much you like Passaccia, if you do, um, he, he won't be here next year. And neither will many of these coaches uh, if they don't turn this thing around quick. Because a loss to the Giants shouldn't have happened. A loss to the Chiefs, especially in that fashion, shouldn't have happened. And if you come around here and you get spanked by the by the Bengals, the Cowboys, it's going to be a, a trouble for a lot of people. And you're not going to be able to you know, to hang the blame on Gruden, on Ruggs, and all these other things. It's going to be on you, who's currently on the team right now. I look forward to watching this game, guys. We have other stuff to talk about, but let's just leave it at that for today, for right now. Uh, again, I appreciate you guys for joining me. As always, you guys continue to support like crazy, uh, showing love and uh, responding well to all the content we're creating. I, I really appreciate it. Uh, you guys are what makes this thing move. So uh, thank you for subscribing. Thank you for leaving reviews. If you haven't already, I appreciate it. If you do, it takes two seconds. Other than that, what happens in Vegas is Raiders football. This is the Clock Dogs Podcast.